0: Welcome back to the show, y'all. Looks like <laughs> summer is officially canceled. It's not a surprise. Don't know how to adapt. Here we are in July, and I've, I've been telling people 2020, like, don't even expect any kind of outings or anything. Just let it go. Just just charge it up. You know what? Let's just do this. Let's, Let's make a decision as a community that we are going to have as much fun with our family as we can for the rest of the year. We are going to have those long calls with those aunties and uncles who we haven't talked to long. Those cousins who live out of state or in another city, we're going to purposefully seek connections with the people we love. We are going to, going to, going going we are going to actively seek relationship building, right? We're going to have some conversations that make us feel better. And we're going to enjoy this time that we have to just hear and listen and get quiet. So um, that's what we're going to choose to do, y'all. I mean, here in Texas, the state fair was canceled for the first time in my lifetime. Uh, it's not even supposed to happen to October, but it's gone. I haven't been in year, so I mean, I'm not crying, but it is pretty epic. Uh, I was actually thinking about maybe if things were better, I'd actually take my daughter finally, uh, but that's clearly not going to happen. So maybe 2021, y'all. But in lieu of that, I will continue to give her activities and continue to get out there. And speaking of my daughter, I am on the fence. Uh, Schools are supposed to open here August 12th. Uh, They are giving us an option to do virtual or to do in class. And y'all, I worry because... My daughter is five, so she's. this is supposed to be kindergarten for her and I don't know how her sitting in front of a tablet or a computer for eight hours was going to work. She's five and I worry about that for her mental health because as an only child, it is really important for her to engage with other people in person. Uh, she did not farewell the first few months of sheltering in place. It was very traumatizing for her. She was extremely frustrated. I had to constantly look for ways to make her, you know, just feel like her normal routine and I'm not discounting how she felt. So I had to make sure that I wasn't just saying, oh, it'll be okay, she'll get over it because her whole world is, her world is very small as it is, right? Because we shelter our children. We shelter what comes into their life. We filter so many actions and then to have to filter down so much. Um, yeah, it just wasn't a good, it wasn't good. So I'm really praying for some clarity and, some wellness and some people to follow the rules and stay there you know what's at home other than what they have to do and if you do go out which we all have to then just keep following the rules i'm not saying you have to stay at home all day because a lot of businesses need us to buy from them but i do think that businesses should enforce the rules for your safety and for our safety restaurants should leave some space in between those tables you know um so i don't know i don't know what we're gonna do I would love to know what you who are parents are going to do as far as letting your children go back to school, because I I need more feedback on this. This is just too much for one person, two people, me and my husband to make this decision. Man. So when it comes to tough decisions like, you know, leaving work and pivoting and starting on your career. You know Today's guest, Vanessa Luna, knows all about that. She literally worked in corporate America, came from a very small town, moved to the big city, and thought she was living the dream, but something else was calling on her, and that was blogging. So I'm sure you've seen a ton of bloggers, and you wonder how they make their money. Do they actually... Uh, do this every day how challenging is it how difficult is it and I asked Vanessa a ton of questions about that because I know that there are a lot of people out here who are part-time bloggers who want to start a blog and just don't know where to start or how to truly monetize it so I think you're really going to enjoy Vanessa's episode I so want to hear your feedback so DM me at Brunch and Slay or tag me about what you think about the coronavirus and sending your kids back to school and totally about what you think about Vanessa Luna and her badassness and blogging full-time so I am I'm here for it. Check this episode out. This week, we are in for a treat as we are every week because we have a blogger of all trades, right? I know you hear that's probably a different spin on the all trades thing, but I think you're really going to love today's guest. She's a woman who really submerged herself into the world of blogging. And I like to call it the blogosphere, uh, which is something a lot of us are intimidated by. You know, I love that she has found a unique twist on the art of storytelling, and she loves to get other people involved in it and kind of basically she's the beacon that lights the way. But before you get to get all the vibes and all the feels and all the inspiration you need from her about the world of blogging and how you too can support or even get your sea legs, right? And find and navigate the world. I have a question for you. Have you written a review for the show yet? If the answer is no, then I'm going to have to say it. If you're not driving, go ahead and whip out that phone on whatever platform you're listening on and write us a review. Tell us why you liked yesterday's show, today's show, or the two you listened to before this one. And that's all we need. And then tag me on social media at Brunch and Slay so that I can give you a proper thank you, right? Now, back to today's show in the world of blogging. How many of you have blogs that you love? Whether it's lifestyle, fashion, politics, I'd love to know why you love blogs. And today's guest is one who has her feet on a and and many of them, right? And she is navigating this world full-time, which I know a lot of people aspire to be. So I wanted her on the show because she has a unique perspective and she's just good people, right? So help me welcome to the show, the blogtress herself, Miss Vanessa Luna. Hey, Vanessa Hey, Amira, how are you? I'm so happy to have you. I'm great. Good. I'm so excited to be
1: here. I've been looking forward to talking with you.
0: (laughs) Well, I know for you guys who don't know, Vanessa's blog is called Vanessa in Dallas because she is a girl. She is a Texan through and through, so Mm -hmm. don't get get all in a bunch, but she is a small town girl.
1: Yes, yes, I am. I come from a, a very small town, and Texas is so big. So my my hometown is eight hours south um, from Dallas. So just so you can get an idea.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So let's talk about your journey. So I know you did not wake up one day and when you were a little girl and say, "I want to be a writer. This is what I want to do." You had you had a mission. You went to college. You got your master's, and then life said, "Uh, uh-uh, that's not what you're supposed to be doing." Let's talk about that journey.
1: <laughs> yeah, no you're absolutely right. Um, I, you know, I, what I'm doing today, I never thought I was going to be doing this. You know, I grew up, my, my mom is an educator. She was an elementary teacher. So she instilled in in me and and my sisters that after high school, we go to college and, you know, you kind of, uh, you do the whole thing. You go to college, you, you get a job, or if you don't go to college, you get a job and you kind of just stay at that job or, you know, you just, that's what people do, you know? And so that's what I thought I was going to do. And it didn't turn out that way at all.
0: <laughs> so. And what happened? So you tell us, let's tell us hear that. I'm really interested in it because I think your story is really unique. And I always like to talk about how we pivot. And I know a lot of times when we've invested in our education and especially graduate degree as well not just undergrad but graduate and then you decide i'm going to do something different a lot of people have their two cents right so let's talk about that yeah (laughs)
1: yeah so i uh, (laughs) um so i I did get my master's degree i got my master's degree in public health and i i thought i was going to go into administration like health administration working for a hospital um you know all those things and um coming from a smaller town um, it's not the tiniest town in Texas, but but it is small in comparison to Dallas, right? And so, you know, I I felt like oftentimes when people are from smaller towns, and of course this doesn't apply to everybody, but you can kind of feel you you get in your comfort zone, you feel comfortable. So in in a smaller town, you know, driving distances are shorter. People get really comfortable, and you kind of develop. You're in this bubble, and um, and people don't really like a lot of change. Uh, but I knew that eventually I wanted to move into a, a bigger city. Just I wanted to get exposed to different people, different cultures, and the you know when I realized I wanted to move to a different city that. It wasn't it that wasn't easy. Like my my parents were very supportive, but it wasn't like they were, you know, yes, go, go do it now. They were questioning like, why do you want to do that? You know, and so change, you know, it's yeah, it's it's just when you pivot in that way, you do have people that question what you're doing. And, you know, it just it's it's hard. It can be challenging.
0: Oh, I can I can only imagine, especially eight hours away. I could I know, <laughs> you know, parents we want to give our kids space and we want, and I know my mom wanted me to explore, but I'm sure she wanted me close, but you have to, of course, let them live their lives. Um, so you move to a new city, you take the leap and how do you fall into the world of blogging?
1: Well, when I was in my hometown, my hometown's McAllen, Texas. Um, it's definitely a border town. Uh, I, I had done a little bit of like local modeling here and there. So that's how I was exposed to the fashion world like just kind of like doing little shows fashion shows here and there and and I liked it Um, I knew I I liked it Uh, but even before that um when I was little like and I'm talking about five or six years like I remember wanting to match like I wanted everything that I wore to be matchy matchy Uh, so, (laughs) so like I knew you know fashion has always been a little bit part of my life so I knew that you know um, and so, when I got to to Dallas, I know Dallas just has more legitimate you know modeling agencies or opportunities in fashion, whatever that may be and you know I, I started following a couple of people on in that's you know Instagram came out and I got on that, and I just started following uh, people who would show what they would be wearing and and soon discovered that they were bloggers, you know they had their own website and I was, I was interested in that. I was interested in how are they doing this? You know, what, what is it? Like, how are they, I I wanted to know what this was because I was not exposed to that. um, When I was living in McAllen, it was just, you were a model, you were a photographer, or if you you were pursuing, you know, modeling or photography, or you were organizing fashion shows, like, or, or you're a makeup artist, like that's kind of what I know of, but I didn't know of blogging. So that's
0: how I ran into it. You know, isn't, I I think it's really cool how one piece of technology births or or adds fuel to the fire because obviously blogging existed before Instagram, but I think it birthed Mm -hmm. a whole new world of Instapreneurs, right? Yeah, no,
1: it, it certainly did. It's a very fascinating, it's, it's fascinating today how much social media in general, like has, you know, just put people on different platforms.
0: (laughs) I think it made everything easily digestible.
1: Yeah. Right? Yeah, I no, think it gave, right.
0: yeah. It gave you small bites because a website can be intimidating, but mm-hmm. a platform, a page, MySpace started it. Let's just be mm-hmm. real with yes. uh, us, right? <laughs> us being able to play our own music, design our own skins in the background right. and, and kind of owning your own. And it kind of birthed the idea of being able to tell your story and and take it even further back to the real world. They birthed right. the idea of reality TV. That's right. Right. And then we had this boom of everybody watching it and then everybody deciding that I want to share my reality. And I think Instagram and especially Facebook married that and let people have their own opportunity to produce their own content, which is 100% a game changer.
1: Right. No, I, it, it's, I'm telling you, like, where, where I'm at today, and where everybody is going, you know, getting their businesses on, you know, a lot of businesses now have blogs, or they're starting to see the value that a blog and being on social media can bring. Um, and so it's just, it's, it's, it's really fascinating to me. <laughs>
0: Right, and and one of the things I love about what your platform is, you know, and I know it started out with fashion, it's evolved mm-hmm. to lifestyle and so much more mm-hmm. is that you really focus on helping people when it comes to the creating your dream life because again, I know you kind of you talk about it, and she's so humble y'all uh <laughs> uh about leaving corporate America, which is a big deal, especially yes. after getting a graduate degree and then doing this full time What was that transition like, and how did you know that you could truly monetize doing this? Full time? Because that's the question everybody says. How do you make money off doing that, right? That's everybody's yeah. question. <laughs> so
1: I. I can tell you that for the longest time, you know, kind of going back to when I graduated, got my my job in public health. It was I was actually working for Dallas County Health and Health and Human Services, and I I, I swear to you, I thought this is it, this is going to be my job for the rest of my life because that's what I saw my parents do, you know, and and so I was there and I did the whole you know nine to five, and then and then eventually, you know, over a year later, I found myself that I was just went to look for another job, and it I realized it came to a point when i realized that i no matter what job i would go to i was not going to be happy unless i was doing my own thing and that's when i realized that was one of the reasons when i what i realized that i i need to do this like i need to go after it um and that that at that point it was it just became a preparation okay so i know i want to do this now How do I prepare for this? How do what are the next steps to take? Because there's no manual from, from jumping, from going to corporate to being on your own. There's nobody telling you how to do it. Um, It's, it could be very hard to navigate and some people do it right. Some people do it wrong. Um, I feel like I did it the best that I could. It wasn't perfect. I didn't have a full six months worth of savings, you know, like some other people do, um, I think I had about two, three months worth of savings uh, when I left my job. Uh, so it's, you know, people prepare differently and, um, you know, but but when you, when I feel like you, you just know, like you have this intuition, you have this gut feeling when it's the right time. Um, and for me, the right time was when I realized that I, One, my job was taking some time away from the blog for me. Like there was some opportunities that I could have done. um, And I felt like I had to choose my job. And it just got to the point where, you know, I I didn't want to do that. I wanted to go to an event or I wanted to do this or that. and, And I couldn't because I had to go to work. You know, the other thing was just was just that, that no matter what other
0: job I would go to, I wasn't going to be happy. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's a tough one right? yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because we're all taught, especially after you invested in your education, that mm-hmm. stay fast, work hard, mm-hmm. move up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and then you're on the cusp of this brand new career field that didn't exist for your parents, right? right. Uh-huh. I'm sure that you have people in your family that still don't know what you do, right? I'm
1: sure. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. They ask me sometimes, okay, so what do you, what do you do again? Like, so I can, sometimes my mom will ask me like, so what do you do so that way I can explain better to so and so <laughs> and <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean I have people who say I don't know what what she does but my niece or, or my cousin she has something called brunch and slay and she, something with ladies right? Like yeah. <laughs> they know that, they know you're doing something and and it's awesome because they they just want to support right? And I right. love it. Yeah. But yeah. because of that this is such uncharted territory and I and I wanted to talk to you specifically because as an African American woman for me there mm-hmm. wasn't a true blueprint. I saw tons of people doing fashion blogs or right. uh, different blogging. I'm not a blogger and I knew that wasn't going to fit for me because I'm not a writer, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I also didn't see a lot of people who look like me in the world of Instapreneur, right. Or, mm-hmm. or um, anything in this space. I, I hate to blanket statement and I'm sure you probably ran into some of the same things as a Latin woman. Oh right? yes
1: I did. Yeah. Well, I mean, first of all, in the Latin community, at least where I'm from, um, I mean, I, I see a bit more now, like when I go back and visit, but people don't leave, you know, like you, you want to be in the Latin community, you know, parents specifically, they want you close by, they want you, you know, to have your kids there, they want to, everything is done there, you know, you don't, it's, when I remember I wanted to go away for college, I wanted to go to San Antonio, which was four hours north of, of McAllen, and, my mom didn't want me to go and it's not you know in, in other in other maybe other cultures communities it's not a big deal but for the latin community that's you know they want you close by they want you there they don't want you to go far away and and you know and it just it, it so when i so when i moved you know i i wanted to connect and and you know i wanted to do something to for you know of course because i wanted to do something that made me happy but also I I did want to show other um, Latina women, you know, that maybe are in the same boat as me that, you know, you, you should go after your dreams. Yes, parents and maybe other people in your family and your friends might not understand it now, but do it because then they will get it and they'll support you. And at the end of the day, you need to be happy. Like you need to be happy with what you're doing every day.
0: Hey, you fabulous powerhouses. Having you support the podcast by subscribing, reviewing, and sharing is awesome. And it's made each episode reach more and more people every week. But did you know that as a listener-supported show, we rely on you to keep these wheels turning? And for as little as $1 a month, you help me keep giving you great content and even better guests. And yes, ma'am, you heard that right. For only $12 a year, you support the dream. So head on over to patreon.com forward slash brunch and slay. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash brunch and sleigh. And now back to brunch and slay. I love that. And I think the cultural specific things are so important because, you know, you hear it now because it's a hot word and it's on trend that representation matters, but it does. And especially I love that you love to speak to younger generations. And a lot of them are growing up seeing people like you and they know you can make a living. Like every little kid I talk to now wants a YouTube channel. They get it. Like Ryan's (laughs) toys ruined it for parents. Right. (laughs) So them seeing you and knowing that you have literally done it and you're making a living doing it. Do you feel pressure from that? Do you feel like you're doing it for the culture? How do you feel about that?
1: Um, Well, I mean, First and foremost, like I, I've always been the type of person, like I'm, I'm definitely a go-getter. Like I, 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 I get this, I get ideas in my head and, um, and I'm not going to say ideas like, Oh, I just want to do this and that. No, I just get this like passion. I get passionate about something and I want to do it, you know? And I've always, I've always, always, always been like that. So first that that's the first thing is everything that I've done up to this point is because I've genuinely wanted to do it. You know, I genuinely I genuinely wanted to moved to a bigger city. I wanted to see what else is out there. I wanted to see what more can I offer? Cause I always felt like I, you know, I was limited back home. Like I wouldn't be living to my full potential and I don't like feeling like I'm held back. And so, you know, that's the first thing. And then the second thing is because, you know, in, in, in blogging, especially the first two years, I started my blog in 2015. The first two years um, I learned that networking collaborations, Um, collaborations with other bloggers and collaborations with uh, some products, whether it be free or, you know, a paid job um, that was important to get my name out there and to start establishing myself and getting that practice of negotiating or emailing, you know, all, all those things. Um, And, but one of the things is when I went to events after a while, I noticed that I was usually the only Latina in these blogging events And, and my hometown, it's a border town. So primarily there are a lot of of Hispanic uh, people of of Hispanic descent. And so I thought, okay, there needs to, I'm sure there's more Latinas out there that are doing the same thing I'm doing. And that's when I guess the representation came to mind where it's like, okay, you know, I want to do this and I want to show other, you know, other Latinas that it doesn't matter if you're from a small town or not. Um, if there's something that you're passionate about, just uh, just go for it. Do it. Uh, you know, start small. It definitely takes baby steps. When I first started, I did not know what I was doing. I had no clue what I was doing. I just wanted to share. <laughs> right. I just wanted to. I just wanted to share an outfit. That was it. That was that was as far as my mentality went when it came to the blog. Is like I wanted to share an outfit. I knew you needed a website, but that was about it. Then over time it evolved and you learn and you grow just like with any business.
0: So, so yeah. And so in the world in the blogosphere, how do you make sure that your brand stands out so that you continue, especially now with, there's a ton of micro influencers. There's a ton yeah. of macro influencers and brands. It's changed even from when I first started. The different affiliate campaigns that I would get back in the day were a little—I felt like a little bit more competitive. And mm-hmm. um, now, even now, I mean, I've turned. I've gotten to a point to where I don't really do in kind. I, I, that's not where I'm at. But when there are so many people popping up every day, a lot of brands realize micro influencers—they can get more bang for their buck. How do you stay competitive in the world where of monetization as a blogger? Because I think that is—that's uh, a true—a true key, right? Uh, right. And, and making sure that you give the people who've invested in you what they want so that they continue to use you and that you have a great reputation. How do you do that?
1: One of the important things about blogging and and being on social media is that you do have to have a point of, you do have to be vulnerable. And when I say that, I don't mean like you have to share your whole personal life because people don't want to know everything, you know, (laughs) like some things, there might be TMI. So, you know, but, but you do have to share about like, what you're doing and you know it's it's not all about I don't look fashionable 24-7 I will tell you that you know and so on my stories sometimes I'll, I'll just I'll be hanging out at home you know I got my glasses on and you know just I'm I'm comfortable and that's just what you know I want people to connect and and feel like they can relate to me you know and I You know, uh, most recently, because the blog has evolved, I feel like I've I've tapped into more of community and talking about things that I care about, um, and that I'm passionate about. Not just fashion and lifestyle and what I'm doing, where I'm going, events here in Dallas, et cetera, et cetera. I've gotten into where I talk about things that are important to me. um, You know, like women empowerment, Latina equal pay. You know, things things like that. I'm I'm, I, I consider myself a multi passionate person when it comes to different causes. Um, and so, so, you know, I, I do those things because that's genuine to my brand, but I also feel like it does help me stand out because it's hard to be vulnerable and it's hard to talk about things like that.
0: You know, oh, I, I agree. I walk a tightrope often with how much do you share? How much do you not? Um, right. that's, that's a tough one, right? But I do think that, vulnerability is very important. I always like to think the way I kind of explain it to the family back to the question where people ask what you do, I say, think of it as a small television network, right? Mm -hmm. You have an audience, you provide content for them, whether that be on your website or through your social platforms or through podcasting or blogging, you're creating content um, for the person who's looking for something different, right? And yeah. yeah, you're creating relevant content and you are you know, maneuvering that and, and showing behind the scene footage and, and what's on the horizon for you? Like, what do you see um, Vanessa in Dallas moving to and progressing in, you know, the next couple of years?
1: Um, I, you know, I, between la- last year really is when I really kind of shifted more into the community aspect because I felt like I didn't talk a lot about, about the thing, the things that I cared about. And so I I did start to do that. And I feel like um, I want to continue to do that and see kind of where it goes. Um, I'm not through speaking about the things that I care about. I'm not trying to look for any, you know, like sponsored this or anything. I just, I hope it, it, it allows for more conversation. Um, I hope it allows for um, people to just, you know, relate to me and me relate to them and just, um, you know, uh, bring more awareness on certain topics. So uh, that's just something that I've been, you know, really tapping into um, and and see where it goes.
0: Yeah. And for those folks who are just starting out or who are in that in-between and wondering how to get this thing lifted, what tips do you have uh, for the person who's wanting to go full-time? What 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 key items or action items can they do to progress and move forward?
1: One of the things having a support system is it's important. I know not everybody has that. I've, I've talked to some bloggers that don't have the support of their husband and that that is that I can imagine how incredibly hard that would be like my, my husband is supportive. I feel like I got lucky there um, but just having some kind of support system, whether it be just your sister, your brother, your aunt, your uncle, someone that you can Go to and talk to because things do get hard. Um, so just having someone supportive of you and your idea um, and what you want to do. The the other thing I would say is to is to have some type of savings or you know work on any debt that you have to bring it down because you know financially it could get difficult if if you don't have anything you know and and then you still have bills to pay because the thing with blogging is that. You know, if you if you want to continue to get, uh, you know, sponsored posts or to get paid in general, you have to, you have to produce content, you have to stay current, you have to be, you know, creating, 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 it's not a nine to five type of thing, you know. Um, and so that those are the, those are the two key things I would, I would suggest, um, the support and the financial, and then to have a plan, the last thing is okay. So if you want to transition from your full time to blogging, what is your plan going to be? You know, what do you have everything in place? Do you have, um, uh, you know, are you going to get an LLC? Maybe you have to invest in that before you leave your job, you know, like just those types of the, the business aspect to prepare for is something I would definitely look, look into.
0: I think that's great advice. You know, automatically it's a business. Know that, right. right? right. It's a business invest in that business. And I would add the take a subject that you're passionate about, because even when you're passionate about something, you will have days you're tired of talking about it. And if it's something right. you think is just going to be a hip and cool, you're going to, it's going to be one of those people, like a ton of podcasts. I see there's two episodes and then they disappear or there's five right. and they disappear. You can't be consistent about something you're not passionate about.
1: Right. Yes. And, and I I do want to touch base on that a little bit because there's several people that I have spoken to that, that, you know, I I consider myself a multi-passionate person when it comes to causes that I care about, but I can't do everything. Like I, you know, I I love blogging and I love this and I love that, but I can't be all these different titles, you know, like you have to niche down. So if you want to blog and maybe you want to do some other things on the side, okay, great. But you can't, you can't be a blogger, photographer. I'm not, I'm not, let me track back. I don't want to say you can't do that. It's just, it can get confusing. And when you niche down, that's when I feel like you can see the most success because you're more focused and The power of focus is amazing, (laughs) you know, so.
0: Great advice. Great advice. So this Saturday, Vanessa, you can brunch with anybody in the world, dead or alive. Who are you brunching with?
1: Oh my gosh. Um, who would I brunch with? I think I would brunch with, oh my goodness. This is such a great question. And I've heard you ask this question on the, on the <laughs> I should have known better. Um, it's okay. I think I would brunch with America Ferrera. Ooh, just, yes. Uh, just because I, I did get to see her in person once. And um, I just, I just would love to hear, I would love to ask her questions and get her feedback on things being, you know, the, the, how she advocates and
0: being Latina and everything. So, yeah. She's the first of the show. Come on, America. Yeah. <laughs> ah, no. So, I mean, at this point right now, you, you, you're juggling on tons of balls and you are killing it. What area do you really, truly feel like you're slaying in your life right now, though?
1: <sighs> Let's see. What am I slaying in my life? Well, one of the areas when it comes to the blog, I feel like I have gotten the hang of, you know, the blog is so much my lifestyle now. And before in the beginning, when I first started, it just creating the content would take longer. (laughs) Uh, And the writing, oh my gosh, writing a blog would take me hours, you know, and so I feel like I have completely gotten the hang of just, uh, you know, being able to deliver content faster. Uh, I don't feel, sometimes it feels like work, but it just comes so much more natural to me now. Um, And then just also being able to uh, negotiate and talk with brands. Like, I just feel like all of that just comes so much more natural now. And I just feel so much more confident.
0: Wait a minute. I thought you might want to know about what's happening next week
2: and just like i just want to speak on really quickly you being like to be seen human makes me fucking emotional like it literally brings me to tears cuz like that feeling is like unlike any other that anyone will ever experience of like this is just all i have to do to be seen as human to be like accepted into like where that is so much so I'm getting a little emotional um but what made us do the work so I think it's really having a platform and feeling that responsibility of like, yo, we have tons of white women in our community. Our community is diverse. It's, it's going to be, it's being more diverse. But like, if you look at two white women that do a white woman, a show, you're like, oh, this is for white women. So I felt like a deep responsibility in that. And too, in LA, you know, some of my closest friends are black. And so I was just like, I was noticing conversations they were having, like, as an example, one of my best friends is Milana Snow. And she does work in um, diversity and wellness. That's her overall goal is democratization of the wellness space. So, you know, even having conversations with her helped me learn about that and helped open my eyes to it. And um, once we realized that this was something that we needed to speak to because we were in a position of like privilege of being white in wellness, it was like important and a responsibility. And also like, it's embarrassing if we don't talk about the elephant in the room.
0: Now that's uh, something that's definitely motivating. I know that especially when you first start, there's a lot of trepidation and and preparation about, is it good enough? How many times am I looking at it? But just the fact that you just, it just becomes a part of you. So that's so cool. Yeah, yeah,
1: I know. Definitely. I, I, You know, I think back of when I started 2015 and I'm like, oh my gosh, are we already like, you know, a couple years later and (laughs) I'm I'm still doing
0: this like, wow, that's so cool. (laughs) Yeah. So now where can people follow you and how can they support Vanessa in Dallas? Uh, You can follow me on Instagram
1: at Vanessa in Dallas. You can visit my website, www.vanessanddallas.com. I have a Twitter, I have a Pinterest, um, I have a Facebook and it's all, Vanessa in Dallas. So that's how you
0: can find me. Super easy. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Vanessa, for sharing thank your you, story. Vanessa. I know that the world of blogging is people, something people have tons of questions about and I get yes. asked questions and, and I know maneuvering it. So I hope that if you guys have additional questions, you'll reach out to Vanessa because I know you're going yeah, to start following her. Yeah. 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 And I know she'll point you in the right direction. So thank you for taking time out of your day to share with, with the Brunch of Slate tribe. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's so awesome. Thanks. Now, guys, if you enjoyed today's show, as much as I love chatting with Vanessa about all things blogging, go ahead and share it with somebody who you feel could benefit. Someone, you know, starting out. Uh, And if you remember nothing else, remember that if she can, I can, we all can.